Jolly old London town. Actually, don't talk like that. If you come here to London, just be cool. You know, I, we've been here, I think this is my third trip to London. Uh, we've been here now for almost two days. We got in on Thursday, uh, Friday morning, my wife and I. So been here over 24 hours. And let me tell you something. The people here, very nice, very kind, willing to help. Uh, we have not had one bad interaction. So all that stuff you hear, you know, back home, if you're listening to this in the United States, that um, people in, in, in Europe or, or maybe people in, in Britain don't like Americans. I have not ran into that uh, one time being here in London, this being my third trip. It's been fantastic. So get over here, come to London, enjoy your stay, and just be yourself. You're going to find a lot of friendly people. But this is exciting because after doing this podcast, we started this podcast in May. I say we, we, the royal we, um, getting ready, leading up for the London Marathon. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you have been with me, hopefully, every step of the way uh, through my trainings, my successes, my fails, um, preparing for a marathon, getting yourself mentally right, physically right. And it's finally here, finally here. And keep, people keep asking me, um, so, so are you excited? Are you nervous? How, how are you feeling leading up to it? And this is my fourth marathon, and honestly, I'm just ready. And more specifically, I'm ready to just get it over with, which is a horrible mindset to have going into a marathon. But um, I, I know what to expect. I've seen the dog and pony show before. So at this point, it's about putting one foot in front of the other for 26 miles, staying positive, keeping a good mindset, pacing yourself, and just getting through it. And that's what we're going to talk about today on the show. The title of today's show is Victory Loves Preparation. And if you're going to run this beast, right, and I'm talking about the marathon, and one of my earliest episodes, you know, I said, yes, it was titled, yes, you can run 13.1 miles. Um, I believe anybody can run a half marathon. Um, I believe it's a, it's a very difficult distance, um, and it's an amazing goal race. And if you run one, um, you're putting yourself up there with one or two percent of the of the population that's ever ran a half marathon. Um, it's an amazing goal to set. Um, but I, I said there, and, and I still believe. I don't know if if everybody can run a marathon. Like I said, I think with the training and the right mindset and preparation and time, just about anybody can run a half marathon. The marathon, um, I'm telling you, this this thing is a beast. And one of my favorite things about the Run Slow Carb Hard show has been the Instagram account. And please give us a follow at Run Slow Carb Hard and just interacting with different runners on Instagram and, and seeing people's posts and, and their successes and, and just all the tips that we get. There's some really, really great accounts in the, in the community of runners on Instagram. It's fantastic. And th if you follow us on Instagram and you listen to us on this podcast, one, what are you doing with your life? Do something better. <laughs> um, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I can't continue to say that more over and over and over again, just how much I, I truly do appreciate the people that listen to us. You know, we're getting to the point um, where I, I think we're over 200 uh, listeners now. And that blows my mind. You know, I, I'm just a a middle-aged balding guy who's who's a slow runner from Midwest uh, United States. I, I'm not anything necessarily special where 
um, you, you'd want to listen to me as a life guru or, or a running guru. Um, but, you know, I've got a back of the pack kind of mentality and, and back of the pack experience. And obviously, I, I've, I've had a, ner a nerve, a good nerve with some listeners. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for following us on Instagram. But what I do did want to say is that Instagram, you got to remember this, and I think we understand it, but it's hard. Instagram is not real life. So even for me, you know, I've been running for, you know, years and years and years and years now. I can get swept up in comparison. And I'll tell you something, comparison, it is the thief of joy. And so you're seeing people, people are only going to post for the most part, you know, 95%. They're going to post their success. They're going to post, you know, having fun and, and their, their PRs and I'm crushing my workout. You know, it, it's rare where you get to that person who posts like, you know, I just couldn't get up today. I couldn't get the run in. Or, hey, I had a bad race. I was underprepared and my time is a lot slower than, than what it should have been. And that's what a lot of us kind of at the back of the pack, that's what we deal with because we're, we're, we're balancing so many things. So I, I've enjoyed Instagram and, and appreciate all the follows. Um, but I think sometimes it can seep in, especially before a big race. And, you know, I'm not going to let it... Uh, seep in to, to my to my mind but even though it, the thought is kind of there of you know I didn't train hard enough because I see somebody else doing this or you know they posted how many miles they ran in September I didn't even come close to that you know or yeah you know they 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 PR just a month before this race and, and they're going to PR in, in this race or, or whatever it would be you know we can get caught up in that um, comparison and so I am going to talk about preparation before the race. You have to be prepared. You cannot run the bad boy, the big boy, the marathon without being prepared. I'm sure maybe there's some people out there who just have high anaerobic capacities and maybe they could go out and do it. But I'm telling you, it's going to hurt. Um, and you have to prepare for this. And it goes beyond anything else you may have prepared for any other race. Um, this one is is really really difficult. So when people you know ask, are are you nervous or how do you feel? You know, again, I just want to get it over with um, because I, I want to be on the backside where I can start eating again and and, and taking a uh, couple weeks off before I get back to training. So, um, but before that, we have got to figure out how to get our bodies right, how to get our mind right in those days leading up to the marathon or any race. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but before we get into all that, let me welcome you to the show. As you know, this podcast is for the back of the pack runner. If you can't leave the race expo without spending $300. And let me tell you something. I was very proud of myself. Um, usually the race expo monster always gets me. And uh, I wear that card out. I wear the debit card out. Um, however, I did good. I was very restrained. I got for buying for myself, for my wife who's here and, and, and my support team who, who I love dearly. She got something. We got a shirt for my son um, and we bought some other things. I think we got out of the race expo at about maybe $150. $150. So we did good yesterday. Very proud of us. But if you can't leave the race expo without spending $300, if you only stretch once a year, if you have ever ran a race in a banana suit, and I can't wait for tomorrow because I know the London Marathon, they've got some creative people doing that bad boy, then you are our people. Each episode will feature a topic that covers training, nutrition, health, or just general running slash endurance sports information. 
most of these topics come to me in the middle of the run, but I want to hear from you. Hit us up on Instagram at runsocarbhard or runsocarbhard at gmail.com and let us know what you want to hear. Because remember, this is our show. We are a running community. I don't want this to just be the Brandon show. So I'm always looking for ideas or fun people to join me. Back of the Packers, you guys bring the party to the race, and I want you to bring the same spirit to this podcast. And so why did I create this podcast? I want to give you a little bit more background before we jump into our topic today. Um, and this is going to be a little bit more of a shorter episode. But not only is this podcast a way for me to share my love of endurance sports as an endurance sport athlete for the past 15 years, you know, I, I run and I, well, let me, let, I, I'm a back of the pack, middle of the packer runner, and I'm a back of the pack, middle packer triathlete. Right? Um, but more importantly, I am using this podcast as a way to raise money for the Outward Bound Trust. So I've got this goal to run all six of the Abbott World Major Marathons. And tomorrow, I run the London Marathon. So it's going to be Abbott World Major number four. I've ran Chicago, I've ran New York, I've ran Berlin, London's number four. I still have Tokyo and Boston to go. And for London, um, I knew I needed to be a charity runner because I was having a hard time getting in through the lottery. And when I found the Outward Bound Trust, it just clicked. Like I knew that is what I wanted to be a part of. So the Outward Bound Trust is an amazing program. It takes kids and it gets them outdoors and it teaches them all these great life skills in the great outdoors. And I have a goal to raise 2,000 British pounds. Looking at it this morning, I think we're just shy of 1,200. So I've got one day, guys, to get another 800 pounds. Now, I've got a little fundraiser going on back home right now. So special shout out to my parents who are doing a little fundraiser this weekend in um, in concordance here with, with the marathon. So we're going to be raising a couple hundred there. But boy, if we could get another 500, 600 British pounds by tomorrow's race, and we've met our goal, and we have just helped out a ton of kids. So here's what I want you to do. Please check out the show's description. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on the desktop app, you can see the show's description, what we're talking about. You'll see the title of the show, Victory Loves Preparation. I want you to look at the show's description. You're going to see a link for my Just Giving page. Please click that link. In any donation you can give us today, I'm telling you, it's going to go a far, far, far way to me reaching my goal and to being able to help kids get in the great outdoors, learn how to be leaders, learn how to have some self-discipline, to overcome challenges, to be self-sufficient, to be a good teammate. That's what it's all about, and that's why I'm excited about running tomorrow's London Marathon. Okay, before we jump into our topic, this is a point in the show where I like to do my shout outs. And if you've been listening, you know my first shout out is always going to be Long Run Coffee. Love Long Run Coffee. They have been doing a promo code, a special promo code for listeners of this show, RSCH. You use that promo code, you get 15% off at longruncoffee.com. Long Run Coffee, it's electrolyte infused coffee specifically for endurance athletes. I use it before my long runs, and I have been drinking it all week leading up to the London Marathon. And I'm telling you, I, I can just tell it makes a big difference in my training, and it makes a big difference in my day. I just don't feel as dehydrated as I do with regular coffee. 
and I feel that it's made me a little bit better athlete out there on the trail. Now, I'm not saying it's going to take you from a five-hour marathoner to a four-hour marathoner, but long-run coffee, it's delicious, and I'm kind of picky on coffee. Um, I love it. And hey, I just saw on their website today, or on in their Instagram, Long Run Coffee, uh, that they're selling hats or starting to get some merch. So go check out my friend Tom there at longruncoffee.com. I cannot guarantee that the promo code RSCH is still working. If you want to check it out, you can. You'll save 15%. But don't, you know what? Don't even use it. In fact, I'm going to tell you, don't use it. Pay full price because the coffee is that good. And, and I think Tom uh, deserves some support for that and for what he's doing in the endurance running community. So go check them out, longruncoffee.com. But my big shout out this week is to everybody who has supported me, um, not me, but who has supported the Outward Bound Trust financially as I'm raising money um, for them as a charity runner here in the London Marathon. So I just want to give everybody a shout out who has made a donation or helped in my fundraising in some way or another. If you go to our Instagram page at RunSlowCarbHard, you can see that on Sunday, I'm going to be wearing my, my favorite white running hat here. I, I love this. I've already ran two marathons with this hat. It's fantastic. Um, but I brought um, all the names. I put all the names uh, on, a, on some tape, and I've got the tape on the underside of my bill. So if you donated to my fundraising, you're going to be running with me on Sunday. And uh, when, the, when the bear hits at mile 20 with a couch and a refrigerator and says, carry this the last six miles, um, I can just do a quick look up and look underneath the bill of my hat and just know, hey, um, I'm not just running by myself, but um, I got others there supporting me. And I'm going to start to tear up a little bit. I got other, there, other people supporting me in, in running with me in spirit. So um, Laurel, my wife, my, my biggest support and, and um, biggest fan, I couldn't do this without you and, and all your help. And um, you've been amazing since we've been here in London um, these past, this past day and, and some change here. So just thank you for, for putting up with, with all my crazy ideas. Um, friends, Dirk and, and Isaac, Shannon, uh, uh, Jarrett, uh, Belvia, um, let's see, Lori, Ryan, um, friend Brad, Knoll Team Real Estate. If you need a realtor in Northeast Indiana and you don't go to Brad Knoll, you just enjoy frustration and paying more money than what you need. Um, let's see, Gina, Kelly, Aaron, talked about Tom at Long Run Co Coffee, another Shannon, um, family, Tim, Tina, my, my in-laws, Tim and Tina, I think they've donated more than anybody else. Love you guys. Thank you so much. My parents, uh, Tom and Terry, they're the ones uh, who are doing our fundraiser right now back at home. Um, you know, before you get married, you know, your parents are your biggest fans and, and biggest supporters. And then hopefully you marry that person who becomes your biggest fan and biggest supporter. But for 36 years before I was married, um, they were it. And, um, you know, maybe we'll, I'll say I've got one A and, and one B because they're always right there to support kind of all my crazy ideas. And, and they've been amazing. So my parents, thank you so much. Um, continue on with more family. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, let's see. Oh, oh uh, other in-laws, Art and Sally, um, big donation a few weeks ago. So I think I hit everybody again. If you've donated, um, if you've liked, we've had a bunch of people like and share our content. 
um, on Instagram and just personally on, on my Twitter and, and LinkedIn and Facebook. If you want to look me up personally, you're free. Just search Brandon Podgorski. Um, but Run Slow Carb Hard on Instagram is the only place you'll find us on social media. Um, and just a lot of, you know, hey, good lucks and, and pats on the back from, from people at work or, or just around the community. So, um, you know, this is an individual sport. Um, endurance sports, it's an individual sport, but I think anybody would tell you, um, you don't do this alone. Uh, you, you need some help. And um, I can think as somebody being married and, and with a child, you know, if I'm going to be out training for three, four, five hours in a day, you know, somebody needs to be home with my son. And usually that's, that's my wife or you know, he's with a grandparent on a weekend, so I can go get my long run in. Um, so there's just so many people that you don't even realize um, who, who help you out along the way. So if you're an endurance athlete and you're getting ready to run the London Marathon this weekend or any marathon, I know there's marathons and half marathons going, all across, going on all over the world uh, this weekend, you know, just be sure to say thank you to, to that support crew, to anybody who's helped you out along the way. Um, because you'd be amazed when you stop and think about it, how many people are helping you and cheering for you and supporting you. So for everybody who's done it for this show, for everybody who's done it for me personally to get me to this point to run the marathon tomorrow, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I love you all and, and God bless you. So let's jump into our topic today. The topic of today's show is Victory Loves Preparation. It's one of my favorite quotes, and I got it from the movie Mechanic, which I guess coincidentally stars uh, British actor Jason Statham, who's become a, a huge star um, here being coincidentally here, me being in London right now. Um, but in the in the movie, Jason Statham plays a hitman and, and like his mentor um, gives him this kind of it gives him a gift. It, it's a handgun and, and on the gun, it's engraved victory loves preparation. And I think about that quote all the time in my life, whether it be getting ready for, for work or getting ready for this podcast or, or certainly getting ready for um, a race. I always think about that and I tell it to my students all the time as they get ready for their careers. And I love the context and the meaning behind it because if you want to be victorious, if you want to win in whatever it is that you want to do in life, whether it's you're meeting your um, physical goals, your financial goals, your family goals, um, whatever it is, spiritual goals, you need to prepare. Winning does not just happen. And I'm telling you, I, I coached basketball for a long time, for some around 15 years, everything from middle school all the way up through college. Um, you don't just wake up and win the NBA Finals, Super Bowl, the World Series one day, and do it just a matter of you being there, right? You have got to prepare, and you have got to practice. And as I'm thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow in the London Marathon, I just want to give you some tips. And usually, you know, I'm cutting against my own advice. Um, I have everything kind of laid out with the show. You know, it sounds different today, and it might have a little bit different feel just because I'm broadcasting from our, our flat here in London that we're renting, and I don't have all my equipment with me. But I have been thinking about, you know, what tips could I share with you that I have gone through 
as an endurance athlete to prepare you to win at your race. And think about that first. What does winning mean to you? Now, if you were following the Berlin Marathon last Sunday, amazing, amazing. Kipchoge crushed his world record. He ran in uh, two hours, one minute, and nine seconds, I believe. If my goal is to go and win the London Marathon, it ain't happening, Captain. Um, my PR in the marathon, I think, is, is five hours, 26 minutes, right? I'm not going to go out there and peel over three hours off my PR. Even though I've been, I've been training hard and, and I feel that I'm going to PR tomorrow, my definition of winning cannot, cannot be I'm going to go win the London Marathon tomorrow. Now, I don't think Kipchoge is running, but it doesn't matter. There's going to be other world-class athletes there, and, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to touch them. I mean, by the time I'm finished, they would have had time to run, go watch an, a Major League Baseball game, have a nap, eat a meal, and then I'd be crossing the finish line, right? So first, let's define what mean, winning means to you. And I've really, I struggle with this because I am a competitive son of a gun. Like I said, I, I was a coach for a long time. Before that, I was an athlete growing up. Like, I love winning. And when people ask me, do you ever think you'll get back into coaching again? I say no. The chance of me ever getting back into coaching is extraordinarily small. Um, I guess you never close the door on anything, but I just don't ever see that happening again. Um, but when people say, well, what do you miss the most? I'll be, I wish, I wish, I, I miss winning. I'm sorry. Um, I just love winning. I love that feeling of preparing for, you know, two, three, four days before a game, whatever it is, and then shaking the opposing coach's hand after the game and knowing I just ruined his life for the next 72 hours. <laughs> and that sounds awful. Um, but, I mean, there's just – I can't describe the feeling. I mean, take whatever your greatest feeling is in life, and that's what it was for me winning. Now, obviously, non-family, non-Jesus division, right? Uh, but I love being a winner. So I know I'm not going to be able to win the marathon tomorrow. I'm not going to podium. I'm not even going to come close. So for me, um, you know, I've had to understand that, you know, my body is not built as an endurance athlete's body. You know, I'm 6'3", almost 210 pounds. I'm kind of built like a, like a small forward. So just that destination in training in finishing this marathon that's a win. But I don't want to just do it just for the sake of doing it. You know, I've got to try to chase something. I've got to try to better myself in some way. I think that's how most endurance athletes are wired. So, you know, my goal, I, I want to have a, a fun race. Um, I'm trying to make things fun as much as I can. Usually I, I'm obsessed with, with my pace. But I, I want to have fun. Um, I want to finish healthy. I want to finish running. Um, and I would love to go under five hours. I, I have been really uh, vocal about that in, in these podcasts here. And I feel like I've ran faster. I, I feel like I'm uh, uh, stronger um, in, um, for this marathon here than, than I have been maybe in the past. Um, but, you know, going under five hours is going to require me taking 26 minutes off my time. So maybe just a PR, I feel pretty good about. You know, my, my main goal time-wise is to go under five hours. 
But there may come a time and something may happen in the race where I may not get that. And again, 26 minutes off of PR is, is quite a bit. But if I could PR tomorrow, um, I think I would be happy as a backup goal. So that's going to be my definition of winning. So figure out what your definition of winning is. And then as we're preparing for this race in the days leading up, go back and listen to the last episode. We talked about carb loading. Carb loading is very important. Um, the days leading up to the race, you need to be taking in hydration. You need to be drinking lots of water. The night before, um, you know, obviously you want to get some good carbs in you, a little bit more kind of simple carbs with, you know, replacing maybe like whole wheat white rice with white rice, whole wheat bread with white bread, whole wheat pasta with white pasta, um, because that's going to fill the muscles with glycogen. And, and we certainly want to be burning carbohydrates tomorrow, not fats and, and not protein. Now you don't need to, and I think we get this word carbo load, you, you don't need to like way overindulge. All right. You don't need to be walking out, like walking out of the restaurant tomorrow uh, before you run, before you go to sleep. Like you just walked out of an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet um, with just a bunch of shame and, and waddling out of the restaurant. Don't do that, right? But you do need to get some good carbs in you before you race tomorrow. And you know, I, I can't give you a rule of thumb, but you know, you're going to be eating three meals, eat a few snacks in between your meals, and at the same time during your meals, just ingest some more carbs than you normally would have. Um, so usually I like to have like a, a, a fruit and vegetable shake that I make every morning. And I've been eating uh, a bowl of Cheerios uh, with that as well. Right? So we don't have to go like crazy overboard, but obviously you need to be bringing in carbs. Um, if the night before it, or the day before, if you want to do a little 10 to minute, 10 to 20 minute shakeout run. And I think this is the hard part for runners right now because I've been tapering for the last two weeks. So I felt like I haven't done a long run in what feels like a year at this point. And it's only been about two weeks, right? Um, you, you Remember, we, are, we want to get to the start line healthy. We want to get there feeling good and ready to race. It's hard to do that if you're on tired legs. You've just put your body through 16, 20 weeks of just, you know, pounding. These two weeks leading to the race, especially the night leading up to the race, you've got to get some rest because I'm sure the night before the marathon, you're not going to sleep really well. We'll talk about sleep here in just a second. So you try to get your body some rest. So if you want to do a little shakeout run, just kind of give yourself um, like a little bit of warm up, a final kind of pre-flight check before takeoff. That's fine. But especially the night before the race, the day before the race. Hey, it's about rest. Now, it doesn't mean stay on the couch all day, right? You don't walk around a little bit, but like I'll, I'll be doing some um, some foam rolling. I'm going to be doing um, some stretching. Uh, I was hoping to get a massage, but uh, I, I don't know if that's going to actually end up happening. But all those things are going to help you for race day. So you want to be racing on rested legs, not tired legs. And then let's talk about sleep. Um, you know, the best thing with sleep, the night before the race, especially if it's uh, your first big race that you've ever done, uh, you're not going to sleep. You're going to be nervous. I remember the first marathon I ran was Chicago in 2015. Um, I did not sleep one week. Now, part of that is uh, my wife, well, then, um, you know what, she wouldn't be my fiance then, but she was my girlfriend and I knew I, I was going to marry her. But um, at that point, um, she, she was a flight attendant and she was landing, she was based in Detroit, and so I'm in Chicago, and she was going to be landing in Detroit around midnight and then driving to Chicago 
to come see me the next morning. And so I couldn't sleep for a number of reasons. One, I was going to be running my first marathon and, and I was you know, scared out of my mind. And then um, two, I was waiting for my girlfriend to get there, um, now wife, my, my girlfriend to get there. And I was really excited to see her as well. So you're not going to sleep the night before the race. It's natural. It's okay. The days leading up to the race, make sure you're getting some really good sleep. Like that's kind of a secret. Those days leading up, get some good sleep those nights. And then the night before the race, you're probably not going to sleep well. It's okay. It's natural. When you wake up in the morning and you start um, eating, you start getting some coffee, some water in you, and you get to the, the start line, you're going to wake up. Like the adrenaline just takes over and you're going to be okay. But as much as you can, those days leading up to the race, get some sleep. You know, for, for you um, kind of, I don't want to say professional runners as, as far as like professional is getting paid. But for you runners like myself, who's, who this is not our first dog and pony show, um, I'm going to sleep just fine tonight. You know, I'll be a little bit nervous. You know, I, I, this, I've never really had to um, take a train to the start line here in London. I've done it in some other races. So I might be a little bit nervous kind of thinking about that. Um, but as far as like, you know, running the marathon or what to expect or, or what the pain's going to feel like or anything, I know, I know when it's going to come and I know how it's going to feel. So you know, um, I'll sleep fine tonight. But for everybody else, you know, make sure you're getting good sleep in the days leading up um, to the event. And so we've talked about nutrition. We've talked about sleep. We've talked about getting some rest and, and getting your body prepared. Um, I would also say that week leading up to the marathon, um, again, we are really cutting back on a lot of, um, on a lot of training. Um, me personally, I, I mean, I don't know if I would cut back on everything but I would that week leading up to the race um, I did I cut back a ton just because I knew I had tired legs you got to listen to your body so this week I did a lot of stretching uh, I was at our, our um, in our, our hot tub and sauna at, at our local gym which made me feel great usually try to get a massage it just kind of fell through this week for me um, and start increasing my carbs and that's what I've done for this week leading up to London so again you just need to listen to your body. Okay, so we, we do all that and we think we're ready. Um, also, the night before, make sure you map out your route. Know where you're going, where you need to be at the start, where you're going to park, um, how much is it going to cost, add extra time. You, you know, if it only, if it usually takes you like 30 minutes to get to the start line, if you're doing a race kind of in your hometown, you know, maybe double or, or triple it would probably be a better idea. Get there in plenty of time because there is nothing like getting to a race late and then just all that nervous energy trying to get there on time, missing your warm up and then starting off too hard. That's what happened to me in the New York City Marathon and I bonked hard at mile 16. The last 10 miles were just, it was just ran on, on just pure, purely God's grace. I have no idea how I finished that race. Um, so, you know, make sure you give yourself plenty of time know where you're going, get all that done the night before, have that planned out. Also, really important, where are you going to meet um, your family, friends, loved ones, whoever they're going to be after the race? Talk about that, have a plan, and make sure they don't deviate from the plan. I'm not calling out my family. My family's usually pretty good about this stuff, um, but it's easy for people to get caught up and swept up in, in the um, 
and supporting you in the race and wanting to try to be there at the finish line at the corral. And if you've never done a big race before, you know, the finish line is an awful place to meet people. It's just the worst because not only do you have to go through the finish line, but then for runners, depending on the race, you know, there could be another up to a half mile walk where you have to go through all the lines and get your medal, get your picture, get your food and, and all these other things, get your kit back. Um, and by the time you're out, you know, you got to family member trying to meet you at the finish line and you're a half a mile away and then you're trying to find each other and humanity uh, and just humanities of, of people so make sure you have all that planned out you know wake up make sure you're eating a good carbohydrate fueled breakfast um, I'm gonna have some Cheerios tomorrow I'm gonna have a bagel with some peanut butter um, I'm gonna have bananas I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna down a, uh, a Gatorade right before the race so make sure you're getting some good electrolytes also Make sure you're looking at the course map. How much water is going to be on the course? How much Gatorade is going to be on the course? I rely on Gatorade quite a bit, or Powerade, whatever your, your favorite sports drink is. I rely on it quite a bit for me, and I'm looking at the London Marathon map, and it looks like there's only three or four stops where they're giving out uh, sports drinks. So, great. I know that. I brought a belt with me, a hydration belt with me. You better believe I'm going to have some more Gatorade with me because I depend on that as part of my carbohydrate fueling strategy for the race. So make sure you do all the research you need to do before you get there. Have you checked the weather? Right? Um, I tried to bring as many clothes for as many weather situations as we may confront here. The weather in London is a little bit weird. Um, it's, it's cool. It's wet. Today it's sunny. Um, and it's a little bit warmer. It feels like it kind of changes on a dime here a little bit. Um, it's, it's, it's windy. It's going to be a little bit more windy than what I thought. Um, so I'm going to go out. I'm going to get some, um, some arm sleeves or arm warmers or, or maybe just kind of an extra shirt underneath if I need it and then peel it off during the race just because I feel like I might be a little underdressed. So make sure you watch the weather closely in your outfit before the race reflects what the weather conditions are going to be. Remember, it, it, a good rule of thumb, um, pretend it's 10 or 15 degrees warmer than what the weather is going to say because that's what it's going to feel like once you get on the run and um, it, in your body temperature starts to increase. I know I get really hot on the run. Um, it doesn't take me very long. So as I'm outside, I'm thinking, yeah, man, maybe I do need a, a long sleeve shirt or, or a long sleeve compression shirt. Um, I'm also kind of thinking, wow, that's going to be really hot once I get to like mile 13 uh, or mile 10. I'm going to be burning up and I still got 50. 15, 16 miles to go. So um, think about that um, in your preparation, you know, in your warm-up clothes. Are you going to bring your own clothing that you wear every day and then put it in the bag that they give you and collect the bag after the race? Again, that's more time on your feet. You're going to be tired. Do you want to look for that stuff? Um, or do you just want to go to Goodwill, buy a, a $5 set of, you know, sweatpants and sweatshirt, use that, peel it off, and just throw it on the side of the road? Many races collect that as part of charity as well right how are you going to get home after the race so especially if you're at a destination race we're here in london and we're renting a flat maybe about three or four miles away from the finish line what's the plan because there's nothing worse and i can't remember what episode i talked about it i talked about our experience at the new york city marathon and it was just a, a cluster you know what um before and after the race but there is nothing worse than how do I get home? How do I get to my apartment? How do I get to my uh, hotel room after a race? So make sure you have a plan for how you're going to get back to your house after a race. So I think that'll do it. 
Victory loves preparation. Prepare, practice, be ready, go out and be victorious. And to everybody running the London Marathon tomorrow, um, just know the Run So Carb Hard Show, um, we salute you, we support you. If you see a tall, um, you know, middle-aged, bald head guy out there wearing the Outward Bound Trust singlet, um, just come up, give me a high five, give me a fist bump, and can't wait to run with you all tomorrow. All right, just like a six-hour marathon, the long and slow march known as the Run Slow Carb Hard Show is over. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm sorry, I said today was going to be a little bit of a shorter show, um, but apparently I lied. We're going to go a little bit long, but that's okay. Um, because if you like what you, what you heard today, and hey, I don't care, even if you didn't, please be sure to listen to us on Spotify. It's a great platform for podcasts. And listening on Spotify helps us raise more money for the Outward Bound Trust as I get a little bit of money, a little bit of commission for all those listens we can get there. So thank you so much for listening. To learn more about the Run Slow Carb Hard podcast, give us a follow on Instagram at runslowcarbhard or email us at runslowcarbhard at gmail.com. This podcast is part of my fundraising effort for the Outward Bound Trust as one of their charity runners for the 2022 London Marathon. To donate, please visit the link in the show's description. And remember, with God and a good pair of running shoes, all things are possible.